Well, good evening, anyone. For anyone who's listened to the podcast, um, I'm here with Rob Bavister again, aka at Bobatron. We are two uh, BBFC MPAA slash uh, enthusiasts, nerds, boffins, geeks, whatnot. This time we're going to be talking about uh, television as a whole, or more or less sitcoms, but you know we could put it in the blanket term of television and how that's usually classified or reviewed against other things like live-action films or animation whatnot. How do you do? I'm good, I can't complain. Uh, just finished a week's work, so I'm just uh, looking forward to the weekend. How about you? Um, same here, trying to settle down. Uh, no, there was a little bit of an emergency uh, where I was living, but, um, you know, thankfully I managed to get you at a good time. Hopefully, I, you know, I can hope. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, um, you know, just in regards to your history with, um, BBFC classification or any other classification really for television programs, what was your experience uh, when you were growing up? Well, I mean, well, I mean, a lot of the uh, comedies, I sitcoms I used to watch growing up as a kid, I mean, a lot of them ended up having, when they came out in VHS, we ended up getting a 15 rating. Of course, you know, I mean, they were originally made just to go on TV, so they weren't exactly the BBFC in mind, because uh, they don't really have much to do with uh, uh, the BBF, uh, with TV. As long as the thing was off at 9pm, aka the watershed, you, you could more or less say, um, say what you like, or at least as time went on, they started to strip away more and more of these restrictions. Um, it is quite funny though, because obviously if it's a, if it's a TV series, the BBFC has to rate, rate each and every um, individual episode. And then when they put the final rating on it, they have to have a rating of the highest ever episode, rated episode. It's just quite funny, because you see like a TV series like Blackadder, which is quite, uh, quite benign, quite quite tame, quite mild, not a lot of swearing or um, anything inappropriate going on, but they're all rated 15. And of course, you actually look at the BBSC website, like each episode, five of the six episodes all been PG ratings, and then just one got a 15. And to be honest, that was because it was back in the 80s when 12 was around, so that's kind of silly when you think about it. No, in wrestling, I would agree with you. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, like I say, a benign uh, TV series like that is put in the same category as Bottom or South Park or Family Guy. And it just like, makes you think, like, do ratings even mean anything? And uh, that's a few, well, that's uh, some of them. There's also The X-Files, which uh, mostly get 12 or 15 ratings. But one episode in all its uh, 10 years of, well, nine years of runtime got an 18 rating. So it's just kind of funny when you see that on video or DVD and it get it has a big, a big red circle on it. And of course, if you look up on Netflix and everything, because they have to like just go over the highest rated episode is, they say X-Files 18 is like, golf is it? <laughs> I don't know even what caused that episode that rating. You know, it comes down to it. So, I mean... Well, for me, it sounds like you're referring to that episode. I think it's called Home. It got a bit of controversy. Um, in regards to its violence and disturbing imagery, like some alien family tries to uh, dig graves for a dead baby or something, or there's something related to uh, infanticide. I'm not entirely sure, but... That might have... Is that the incest episode it could have been? I mean, I'm not entirely sure. 
Oh yes, um, yeah, d completely different standards uh, back then. Well, also, you know, it's quite unusual, you know, when you look at it from a sort of US versus UK perspective, because American TV is heavily censored. You can't say fuck, you can't say shit. Oh, I probably should warn people this is going to contain some strong language and adult themes. You can't say fuck or shit, you can't show breasts. Um, if you are showing violence, you can get away with it, but don't show anything too gory or bloody, unless it's like on the equivalent of like AMC or HBO or something where you can probably show like Walking Dead, which is very bloody and gory. That got 15, HBO. I think, on season one, but 18 subsequently. Well, HBO and Showtime do allow a full array of swear words. I mean, you are right about America's uh, attitude towards uh, the language. It was always quite boring. Uh, have you seen the episode of South Park called It Hits the Fan? Yes, I am very aware of that one where they said the highest amount of the use of the word shit on a TV episode. The program in question yeah. is MA, which is 17 plus, so there's kind of no filter from there. But at the same time, if it's 17 plus, I think you can pretty much show almost anything because it's the equivalent of an R rating. Well, if it's 17 plus, well, yeah, if it's the highest one there is, you might as well just say MT17. Uh, but uh, yeah, R rating, I mean, what? Um, yeah, but I remember that episode, I think it was released in 2002, when of course, as over here, over here in Britain, it's like, wait, you're, you're getting, like, surprised that, like, oh, I'm shocked that a TV search, because the way um, Cartman at the beginning goes, my God, on insert TV show here, tonight, they are going to say shit, like, what? Wait a minute. Oh, Britain, we've been saying shit on TV for the last God knows how many years. I mean, uh, in the 90s, I grew up watching Bottom, and um, yeah, that was very liberal with the use of the word shit. They didn't say fuck, but, and of course, they didn't say cunt, but um, uh, I don't know if the BBFC really, sorry, the BBC, going to get those two mixed up quite a lot, um, <laughs> really allowed. Well, seriously, I mean, it's so similar words and everything, and funnily enough, you've it's amazing that the BBFC are actually the older organization. They just don't, don't kind of think like that. But um, yeah, the BBC didn't allow the, I don't think allowed the use of the word fuck. I know, I don't think they didn't use cunt. Even Channel 4 didn't use uh, cunt, but I don't know if they were allowed to. Obviously, they are now. But um, uh, yeah, but you know, I used to have shit quite a lot. And even in the 80s, Young Ones and Blackadder, at least, well, I had one of them that said it. And. Um, so it did really sort of give the idea that uh, the difference in American and British uh, ideas about violence versus uh, bad language or sex, because you'd see film, uh, TV series like Buffy or Angel and 24 and X-Files, they would have quite a lot of violence. I mean, 24 is fucking unbelievably violent. It is, as I've described it, R-rated violence with... Frankly, PG, not PG-13, PG-rated language. Nope, you're absolutely correct. Um, I, I, did, I do find it unusual that with such violence and mature themes that are going on, because I think one or two episodes, I think, deal with maybe like sexual assault or may imply incest or something or child abuse, but yet you can't say the F word. You can't show tits. Oh, shit. W w I mean, what on earth is going on yeah. here is what I'm essentially thinking. If it's for a mature audience, you, you don't really have to put so much filters onto it. We're not 
not to be rude, we're not Saudi Arabia and we're not China. I think America or, knows um, what's, what's acceptable and what isn't. But, uh. Yeah, or, you know, 17th century Salem or uh, Cromwellian Britain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... They say it's a bit ironic because you go to Germany, um, yeah, the sex and the bad language would just be very blase and they would just not give a shit about it. But they really do clamp down on violence in that country. Oh, no, they do on all fronts, uh, TV, film, and video games. Video games especially. I mean, yeah, in that country, The Dark Knight, uh, I know we're not talking about films, but I'll say it anyway, that did get a 15 rating, as I did in Sweden and Ireland, I think. Um, but uh, so... Like a 16 yeah, age restriction by the FSK. On Dark Knight. Yeah. Don't you mean? Uh, yeah, the German equivalent of 15 is 16. I was a well, that does stand to reason. I always wonder weird how you use 16 because you've got 12 at one end and 18 at the other. It's like, well, you're 15, you're halfway between those two numbers, but 16 is like four years one way, two years another. Anyway, let's not get off on a, on a tangent. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, Germany will clamp down on, uh, on violence. I think Sweden will as well. They really uh, put the um, put the stop sign up on that, but of course, yeah. When it comes to the bad language and the um, sex and nudity and everything, oh, they just don't give a shit. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you could probably even watch. I believe um, Germany is one of the few countries I'm at least aware of, and probably the Netherlands, where you could show um, softcore or even hardcore pornography after a certain time of the day. They don't really have those sort of hang-ups uh, like us puritanical people in the UK and even more puritanical in the US have. Now, let me just remind you as well, in the UK, you are legally not allowed to show hardcore pornography on television, not even on um, pay TV services like TVX or um, Playboy UK or some of one of those. But I think in the US, you probably can but, you know, it has to be on some, some sort of pay filter. And HBO back in the day used to show sort of softcore titles. Um, they don't do it anymore. Uh, well, I mean, I had heard of it. I remember when I was one time, I was in um, uh, Las Vegas back in 07. Me and my, uh, in my hotel were in was flicking through channels and we came across some hard, hardcore porn stuff which ended up getting put on the bill which my dad wasn't too happy about but no i mean in terms of porn on tv over here my best thing i ever had growing up was a friday night on channel five that one i'm not too familiar with but i know channel four back in the day used to have the red triangle series where they would show a bit more sort of steamier type of films and whatnot, and they were worn out, you know, this is for the 18 plus crowd. It's usually sort of French and art house films subtitled, but uh, definitely would pique people's curiosity because it'd be, you know, it's a bit, oh, it's a bit salty, love. Sort of thing that Daily Mail would have a bit of a tizzy over, but, you know, thinking about it, you were saying? Well, there's always that sort of idea that because it's like a European film, it's got subtitles, it seems all artsy. So it's like, oh, it's art now. It's perfectly fine. It's like, if that sort of, it's a bit of a um, bit of a level of snobbery in the attitude. 
Well, I think it probably goes back to Britain's classist way about things. Uh, if it's artsy, then that means it's cultured, which equals upper class. Therefore, it's not likely to be as prone to censorship. If it was something resembling like Naked Attraction, which actually airs on four, which I think is pornographic, they would de deem that as filth because it's aimed at the lower classes or even yeah. middle classes like us lads. So, yeah, there's a weird, the weird schism that probably does not exist in Germany or Netherlands or France where they tend to have a little bit more relaxed attitudes about certain things and whatnot. And America can be a bit of a country of extremes because, you know, you can show stuff that's pretty mild and vanilla like a lot of these sort of TV 14 shows, because on regular television like CBS, ABC, Fox, you can't show anything higher than a TV 14. But then you even look at some of the TVMA stuff and they, they tend to be looking a little bit mild by comparison too. I, I'm honestly astounded. Um, and then at the same time, yet. you have stuff like Game of Thrones, very popular everywhere, including the US. And that's a very graphic show. Yeah, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. Yeah. Now, we'll say violence-wise, they did uh, tone down or threaten to censor, I believe, the Masters of Horror, which was like a mini-series of sorts showing like hour-long episodes made by famous directors like John Carpenter and John Dante of Gremlins. They had to remove an episode of Showtime, which is a pay service station. It's not cable or um, satellite or analog, terrestrial. Yeah, I, because I, it was I, too I violent. I think it was called Imprint was the episode. It was done by Mike Takashi, who's Japanese filmmaker, done Audition. And they deemed that way too violent, which uh, in question there's scenes of um, aborted fetuses and um, a woman being pricked with needles across her body and um, mutilated altogether. It's disturbing and graphic, but it managed to air on Bravo uncut, and it's an 18 certificate, no cuts on TV in, in the UK. How weird is that? Uh, it's kind of, it is kind of weird, but then again, the American TV attitudes and American cinema have always been quite, uh, quite at odds with each other, because there's always that uh, because, I mean, the film in America Film. Cinema in America, like it is, is all protected by that First Amendment and everything. Uh, and I, I think maybe the TV is, but they've got that FCC, which I seem to hold the, um, the non cable TV in such absolute, in such absolute uh, vice like clutches. I mean, that's why you just, as I mentioned, like they've got the R rated lines, but the PG rated language, even The Walking Dead, which is R to the NC 17 level of violence in some places only goes into PG-13 with a language where you say shit and dick, which they, as opposed to just regular piss, crap and bastard. Um, so far, in the most recent series, I've heard one F-bomb, uh, which is like, you know, nice to know you're pushing the boundaries a little bit, but considering what the freaking comic is like, have you read the Walking Dead comic? I haven't seen either the show or the comic series, I'm afraid. I'm not really a big fan of it. I find it a little overrated. But that's just personal opinion. But you were saying? No, well, no, I mean, with Walking Dead, I mean, it did start off pretty cool, but it has gone on way too long. And much like Game of Thrones, the quality has just dropped big time. But um, yeah, it should have been HBO, because I've always felt within, when I see the HBO logo on American TV series, like, that's 
usually to me always did guarantee that I'm going to probably get a bit of better quality because they do take the gloves off. They don't, the dialogue doesn't speak to you like you're a child or anything. They will let you, gosh darn, hear some naughty language, like, you know, how actual human beings talk. They won't just, when they actually want to get angry, they're not just going to say like the, the mildest of swears, like, again, piss, crap, and bastard. They'll actually go into the words like fuck and cock and gosh darn it, even cunt, which a lot of, uh, well, British TV shows don't actually do, to be honest. Well, I actually notice a lot of uh, the HBO stuff, like you said, uh, really pushes the envelope in terms of profanity. Uh, Sopranos comes to mind particularly. Uh, a wire. Lots sort of liberal uses of the C word, especially because it's more offensive because they use it misogynistic. Exactly. It's always targeted at the woman. And then they also use ethnic and racial slurs like the N-word or pardon the French, wop, kike, other yeah. slurs. And then fuck, obviously, is uh, highly frequent. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I haven't watched the I don't demonetize. What? Oh, I don't watch The Sopranos much, but I have watched quite a bit of The Wire. Have you watched The Wire? Um, I've seen a few episodes. I know it's a very popular show. Um, they, my aunt loves it. Say in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. Yeah, and it is. Um, well, you only have to watch an episode or two just to see how. Uh, just it's a, an absolute string and slew of non-stop profanity. I mean, probably very realistically done. <laughs> done in it. Mary City, just a bunch of hot, grizzled cops against like um, hardened inner city gang, well, youth and everything, who, yeah, do just speak like that. I mean, they just throw the F word around like it's an exclamation mark. And they, yeah, I've once or twice heard the word cunt mentioned, but um, uh, they probably don't use it. But again, it's probably done a bit misogynistically because in America that, it, that is quite a misogynistic term, whereas in Britain it's not. We, so that's probably why we, we use it a bit more flippantly. Well, it's a bit more flexible, uh, the UK use of that word. Um, I've heard, you know, a lot of Nick Love movies use that word quite freely, like Football Factory and The Business and Outlaw. They all... Oh, yeah, The Business. Yeah, you know, I, I love Nick Love's movies. They're all so louty and geezy. Um, yeah, I've knew a few people who are Millwall supporters who like those. And, um, you know, us Brits, we like to use that word, the most offensive in the English language. Uh, Oh, hell yeah. Gender neutral is at best. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, what's a word that, well, fanny. Well, it certainly means something a lot ruder back in Blighty, but if you try using it in America, they just mean someone's ass or bleh. Well, if you want to say it, I mean, think of what we call cigarettes in, in Britain. Oh, yeah. Um, I would be more than happy to say it, but I might get demonetized for homophobia. So, Yes. Well, I'm, I'm not suggesting you say it. It's more about demonetization. Um, uh, my stuff yeah, never I mean, gets demonetized. <laughs> I, I'd say some pretty offensive stuff, but yes, um, anyone who is curious is watching it outside of the UK, it's fag. Yeah, I smoke a fag, but it could be interpreted as a slur for LGBT. But, um, you know, we, we don't mean it with such mouth, but I, I do know there is that sort of confusion amongst viewers who might be watching. Um, you know, confusion-wise, it even brings back to... I know you were saying earlier on about certain languages that used on British television, because when I grew up, like you said on Channel 4, I never really heard the C word being used, but I've heard everything else being used. 
which goes back to the thick of it, the Malcolm Tucker show before Peter Capaldi became on um, uh, Doctor Who. He got flat by um, BBC Compliance Department before Ofcom took over. Ofcom is like the TV BBFC uh, because they, you couldn't say too many uses of the C word, which in turn meant that the TV series, which is essentially Yes Minister with more strong language, got an 18 on DVD. Yeah, well, the BBFC will still basically limit the use of the C word at 15. It's the only swear word they will limit at that rating. And they haven't. They used to limit fuck at um at fifteen, but then they just you know didn't. Um, but uh, I noticed that too. Um, you know, a lot of the early titles, they would always say strong language, coarse language on the uh, consumer advice on the DV on the VHS box. Now it's not an issue. You can even say the c word like two or three times, like last night on Soho, and you still won't get flagged on consumer advice. I think they're more concerned about that violence, but um, certainly back in those days, Channel 4, I think they always mostly have been more liberal about the use of bad language and other sort of adult material than the BBC was. I used to remember when I was a kid and um, on BBC One or Two, they would um, air a, uh, well, and well, what Americans would call an R-rated film, basically they a 15 or 18 rated film, like, Two best examples I can think of are Terminator and Under Siege. And all just they cut so much out. All the effing and all all the actual on-screen violence and everything. I don't remember I don't think Under Siege they cut out the nudity, but um yeah, everyone's everything went fuck was cut out and oh god, ITV were the absolute worst. They pretty well, much just made it so they made it probably PG rate and there's no we may as well edit in prime time. Did we talk about this last time? Uh, yes, we, we have heard about it in the context of Terminator and I think maybe Robocop or one of those titles. But yes, um, ITV has a tendency to censor a lot of stuff on their programs, even though they don't necessarily need to at the time it is airing. Uh, they even still did it with some 12A and PG titles in question, like Spider-Man. One and two, and Skyfall and Spectre. When they aired on ITV, uh, they had to remove certain scenes and whatnot in question that they deemed could be offensive to Tories or um, chill, uh, parents of small children. Even though there's nothing family friendly about Spectre or Skyfall, it could be a little different with Spider-Man because Spider-Man, you know, superheroes, children love them, but. Huh? I don't know, James Bond has always gone to sort of aired into these sort of family friendly action film, but these um yeah, these new Daniel Craigers did push the boundary a bit. I do remember I was watching Skyfall back at home when they aired it, and I really did cut out the one bit where the um Judy Dench does drop her F bomb, which I remember when I saw it, I said was like, wow, the first ever F bomb in a freaking James Bond film and the posh granny says it. Yeah, you don't see that very often. <laughs> Um, that that bit um caught me by surprise too, as well as the scene. Oh no, we're getting off topic, aren't we? Well, I'll, I'll say yeah, it. Um, where the Javier Bardem villain, uh, you know, starts touching and flirting with James Bond in a way that could appear as if it was uh, queer baiting, um, or some plain or some sort of homophobic idea that the villain is gay, therefore he's a menace. Um, 
some people didn't like, like that, especially in more conservative parts of the world. I don't know. I remember him saying to, uh, to Bond, like, first time for everything or something like that, and uh, Bond just goes, what makes you think it's my first time? It's like, I did like how they went with that. I was like, okay, Bond's being a bit more progressive and everything by not being homophobic or anything. Thing in that case, but again, yeah, we are going off topic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because we're really talking about how, um, wait, we're back on topic. Well, we're talking about uh, Channel 4 and its policy on uh, censorship. You know, they don't really say, um, the C word on a lot of their programs. I mean, now they do, they're a little bit more flexible with stuff like free agents. I think the in betweeners had one or two episodes that pushed the envelope. The in betweeners actually is an 18 on DVD, even though. It, it's very much a 15, and the movies were 15, but they had to be cut and removed for certain scenes and whatnot. But the, the show that always comes to mind when I think Channel 4, because they're the most outrageous of all the TV stations in the UK, is Brasseye. You, and you, you, you familiar with that show? Yeah, I'm familiar with Brasseye. I've, um, it's uh, very I've... shocking, that one about the child molesters. Torpedoes, yeah, that's the most famous one. I remember when it was um, oh god, I remember the um, I remember it was aired and everything. And the, the oh, the, sorry, I'll start again. Just I'm trying to trip over my words. But um, the tabloids at the Daily Mail, as you know, they want to do had an absolute pizzy about it. Nick is in a twist, bro. Uh, you know, just screaming blue murder about how he's making fun of um, pedos. And I think it was a Daily Mail, the Express, the exact same day, like, had a, um, uh, had a, an article about, I think it was Princess Beatrice, or one of the other princesses at the time being, who was, quote-unquote, coming of age, and had a picture of her in, in her bikini. And also another one was talking about um, how Charlotte Church was, had now become legal and everything. It was like, wow. Oh, hypocrisy and irony is just fucking lost on these people. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, um, we have an unfortunate way of sexualizing everything on uh, British media, even if we are puritanical compared to our European neighbours. Um, page three comes into mind. You know, you turn on the page, you see boobs and whatnot, you think, oh, God. Or they refer to, look, all these hot girls instead of, you know, that's why I never like, if I'm meeting women, I never use the word girl, because that's a bit offensive, and it implies you have pedophiliac um, ideas. So we, are you refer to woman. If you're over 18, you're a woman. If you're under 18, you are, well, if you're 13 to 18, you're an adolescent. If you're under 12 or 13, you're still a girl, according to the eyes of the law. But yeah, that episode in question uh, definitely is very shocking. I actually refused, kind of like Elfin Lead, to actually even see it until years later when all the fuss saw dialed down and, um, you know, someone showed me at their house and I saw, okay, this is what all the fuss was about. Yeah, that was really shocking. Um, I don't think I could watch that show, that particular episode again. Even though I love Brass Eye so much, I actually like that episode where David Amos, who unfortunately was assassinated by a weirdo last year, um, is duped into thinking that there's a fake drug called cake that's destroying Britain. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of the time, the whole point of it was just to take the piss out of all those um, 
uh, tabloid media uh, fear-mongering, scare stories and everything, and how they would just like, you know, sensationalize all these, um, frankly, sometimes quite imaginary just incidents and everything, mostly drawn up sales and everything, or just basically the sensationalism and fear-mongering in the media, which of course, I mean, drugs and pedophiles are two of the biggest ones there are. I know there are other episodes of Grassfire, but those are two ones I really remember, to be honest. No, you're, you're actually right. Um, no one remembers all the other ones, like the one on crime or cultural decline, but they always remember about the child molester one or the one about drugs. Uh, my favourite one is the one about drugs, and then there's one about sex, which shows a bunch of sailors uh, getting into some sort of a gay orgy or something, and the uh, captain reprimands them for it, but actually engages in the... Uh, erotic affairs himself it's a really bizarre show indeed and uh you kind of have to have a strong stomach for a lot of chris morris's work and i say this even about four lions i don't view him as a comedian as more as he is a provocateur um kind of like sasha baron cohen who has already had battles with censorship boards throughout the world including you know with ali g and then just recently with who is america which they threatened the ban or sent to litigation because it's shown Sarah Palin in an unflavoring light, or Dick Cheney being duped into thinking, hey, torture is very good. You know how he is, putting his disguises and whatnot. Oh, totally. Yeah, well, the thing is, though, he's like, all he's doing is just shedding some light on some, you know, some, well, what's really going on, and just the absolute the dickheads who are running stuff of this. I mean, you can't really... Uh, so, you know, he's not one of the fault with everything. All he's doing is just kind of helping us see what a look at our society in the, with the, uh, I don't know, with the goggles off, with the filter off. I mean, I don't know how a best correct term is to... Uh, uh, Open to... the window of um, what's really wrong with the world, but doing it in a way where people can actually laugh at it. If he was doing a Michael Moore sort of thing or like a serious journalist like Jeremy Paxman, um, I think people would switch off because they would say, oh, it's biased. Oh, it's offensive to my ideas. Yeah, and too preachy. And, I don't know, I mean, I, this isn't, I don't think this is really up to us to work TV here. I mean, I, we may have mentioned it last time, because we were talking about animation. Have you watched Monkey Duck? Uh, yes, uh, we've talked about it on the last podcast, and that was a pretty shocker. Uh, program. Actually, no one filed Ofcom or ITC complaints against that show. Yeah, anyway, I bring that one up because as I was talking about the Chris Morris and the Brass Eye and the and the pedophilia hysteria back then, of course, do you remember one character from Monkey Duck, the Pedo Finder General? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, he would always pop out of nowhere and start um, condemning those who he thinks are a bunch of nonces. Yeah, even though there's like completely and utterly just not pedophiles. He's just going on the most uh, the most tenuous now. What the I mean, you know, he can misinterpret something that seems innocent, like a, you know, a baby is born, and, you know, a baby has no clothes on. He sees, uh-oh, you will be condemned to the gates of hell for the crimes against pedophilia. Yeah. Did you want to give your a daughter, a 69, a 99, as in the, the ice cream with the flake, a 99, like a 69, but 30 worse. And he was silenced by the power invested in me, by the hysterical, uneducated masses. It's like, 
yeah, obviously it's actually just a huge um, rip on just, well, what in the early 2000s, the term MLM, just a tabloid-inspired anti-pedophile hysteria. I suppose you could say now, in light of the Jimmy Savile re- revelations and everything else, uh, and the likes of Jeffrey Epstein, and in an even, and I don't say this lightly. Rolf Harris. Sticker, but Rolf Harris, but I was going to say Ian Watkins of Lost Prophets. Oh, oh no, no, don't. Unfortunately, I knew someone who's a big fan of the, that band and even helped out do some of the choreography for a music video of theirs. And when word got out that he was a nonce, uh, that really upset her. So, yeah. I'm not fucking surprised, but you could say that um, in light of all his revelations, maybe the hysteria wasn't unearned and everything because you just don't, you think, how much do you freaking know someone? Just what goes on behind those doors. But again, you can't, you can't just make a, people, well, again, people are just uh, innocent until proven guilty, but reflecting on it 23, 20 years later with what, you know, it makes you really, really feel it in a new light. But, um, well, yeah, you're really bit about something. Your natural, my unnatural instinct is to roll my eyes. I think, oh, yeah, this is just your attempt to try to bring back hanging. Well, you know, there are some people, particularly on the far right, you keep edge of things that do want to bring back some of the older ways of, uh, what we would call capital punishment, corporal punishment. It's still legal, weirdly enough, in many parts of the US. But um, I think that, 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 you know, I would say one of the few taboos we have in society is not suicide. It's not drugs. It's probably a combination of sexual harassment, child sexual abuse, and physical abuse, and terrorism. And Chris Morris has a funny way of exploiting all of those issues and to some extent, Sasha Baron Cohen. And he does it with so much style that you have to wonder, can I be prosecuted just simply for watching this? So that's why, you know, with stuff like that, and even to some extent with Bora, I almost feel like I have to watch it in a closed setting so no one knows what I'm watching, fearing that the Met will come knocking at my door, arrest me, make me read all the uh, rules and regulation codes of Ofcom, and then beat the shit out of me, uh, bugger me, uh, like Abu Ghraib, and then drop me in the Thames, just like they've done old prisoners. I do worry. I've got paranoia um, to the core. I even felt that way about Elf and Lead. I feel that way about Four Lines. I feel that way about Irreversible or Human Centipede 2, which I have seen in its uncut version, and I will not talk about that. Because we're going to get onto our next uh, topic about which, in turn, lends itself to children's programming, which is always a victim of censorship, regardless, be it live action or animated works. Um, I've got something definitely to say about uh, children's animation on TV being censored. I've got that for sure. Oh, yes. Well, Pokemon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! are just a few good examples of that. And um, I believe like Ren and Stimpy and whatnot. But yes. Um, if you want to add your thoughts. Well, uh, have you ever seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon? The one from the late 80s, early 90s? I'm afraid not, mate. Um, I was more of a oh. Rugrats, Dexter's Lab sort of person. Um, but you're more than welcome to add your thoughts. All right. It may have been a bit before your time, nonetheless, I think. 
I grew up watching it, but um, due to the rules and regulations over here, not only did the BBFC's um, rules on um, nunchucks and the shuriken end for some reason into the TV world as well, so Michelangelo's nunchucks had to be completely omitted from the show when broadcast over here. Margaret Thatcher's government at the time being had a really had a shit fit about the content of ninjas uh, being in things out of, aimed at children. So the entire show had to be completely rebranded Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, which completely just changed the, the, what the show was all about. Not to mention, because like nunchucks couldn't be shown, they had to completely edit around any shot like of Michelangelo's signature weapon, which includes the actual intro cinematic or intro, intro theme uh, there's even a line which is meant to go Splinter taught them to be ninja teens had to be changed to Splinter taught them to be fighting teens and it's just uh, I don't know I mean, just looking back at it it's kind of annoying because that's like my favourite cartoon growing up but now it's just because my whole my whole childhood was, was a lie not only they could not show the nunchucks they couldn't mention them and Although the film got allowed to be called Ninja Turtles, they never cut out all the nunchucks. And uh, I suppose actually look that's, that's about it. But it is just one of the worst exa- examples of like censorship that's just happened in our um, well, in this country. And it's it's just really embarrassing. It makes you feel embarrassed to be British because that something so bloody stupid could just happen in this country. I you know I would totally agree with you on that regards. I know it was sort of a overreaction against the imitable behavior. What will children copy in schools? Oh no! And also, she had to cower down to the Mary Whitehouse Festival of Light crowd in terms of a uh, BBFC policy and whatnot. So, which in turn meant that certain things could not be shown for fear of um, upsetting or potential prosecution. Because you also had. Uh, the Video Recordings Act and several other more conservative laws passed into play. Um, I was a little bit aware of the policies that were enacted against a lot of sort of martial arts, um, films and television. I know it may seem a little bit racist by design because it's an, an East Asian form of uh, cultural combat, but I'm sure that probably in turn also affected uh, records that were being sold uh, by Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting off topic here, but yes, um, uh, Bruce Lee videos like Enter the Dragon and, you know, the Fist of Fury with the cheesy oh, English yeah. language dubs and whatnot. So, yeah, I get what you mean. Well, yeah, and, and martial arts weapons did get, movies did get absolutely battered by this. You know, just because, like, you know, they wanted to go for a BBFC and Furman just had a completely, yeah, again, completely blanket ban on... On nunchucks, it's actually almost painful with watch. You watch them now, and now that suddenly gone, and those laws, those rules, are no longer in place, and it's just bloody hell. It's like something completely different. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand that either. You probably should have headed to like uh, France or Canada or something. They they didn't tamper with martial arts movies like the way the UK did. But they did give um, well. If you're thinking about it, what would they have thought about John Wick chapter one, two, and three if had that come out 20 years ago? Now they're 15s. No one blinks an eye, but 
Yeah, I'm sure he would have had a well, fucking well, field day over John Wick. Or the raid. Well, he probably well, he would have just he would have just uh, basically stamped all eighteens and all all over John Wick. And I know John Wick too had these types of boy in eighteen doing suicide scene, but you know, I mean I mean just the amount of like um that all shooting and killing, he, yeah, he'll just go, yeah, 18 or heavy cuts for a 15, especially how he reacted after Hungerford. No, you're absolutely right. I think they even tampered with Matrix, which is quasi martial arts. It was inspired by stuff like uh, Wuxian, Ghost in the Shell. They even took a headbutt, I think, for a video release, which, yeah, the headbutt thing. It looks a bit silly by design, but you know I don't understand it. It's not like watching Zidane at the 2006 World Cup butting someone in the with his head in the stomach and getting a red card and banned from future games. Wait, are you a football fan? I not not really much a sports sports person myself. I mean, sure, I can I follow the uh, sporting events sometimes with international events, but I don't really watch them or anything, so I can't say I'm. No, I'm not a sporty guy. So I got off topic there, but uh, just saying it for all you lads out there, because uh, you know, in my time in Britain, everyone is sort of divided up upon based on who their team allegiance is. If I went to your area with a West Ham um, shirt or a cap, I probably would get mugged. Yeah, I know um, football allegiances, team allegiances in this country can be. Pretty mental and everything. Uh, you know, I mean, God knows if it, if it was like a cup final or anything, and if say if it was say against Man U versus Liverpool, uh, well, if you walked into one pub wearing the other team's uh, shirt, oh, it would be bad. If of course you've seen the fifth first stage, you, you might know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I actually do know what you mean. Uh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it's a funny story in regards to the censorship of. Um, children's programming and television. I, I know they tampered. Well, I don't think people think The Simpsons is a family show, but it, it's sort of viewed as that in the UK because of its PG rating back in the days when it was on VHS. And Sky One and BBC would often remove a lot of the few bits of swearing that Simpsons had and also bits of sexual innuendo and violence. I don't know if you picked up on it when you were watching yeah. Simpsons as a, as a kid. I did. Well, I've watched it a few times because I've watched um, it. Um, I watched it when it was aired, like uh, pre prime time and post prime time. You do start to see what wasn't cut out, and it's the same with Futurama and everything. Um, you know, of course, it's only like twelve rated material, but if it's on at like say ten o'clock in the morning, they're going to cut that stuff that puts in at twelve. Material out, even if it's just a minus of sexual references. Mm. Um, but there's something else, Adam. But uh, well, they they did, I'm I'm not entirely sure where Sky One or um, BBC and Channel Four, which or T Four, which used to air um, Simpsons and Futurama, they probably still do. It's been a while. Um, yeah, they they've done a lot of tampering with some of the episodes because when I was in my times in the states. I was a little bit shocked by some of the references, particularly there was one uh, where there's a division between an area code and one uh, part of Springfield is divided against another. And Kent Brockman, who's the newscaster, says golden showers, which is slang for um, yeah, having a, a urinalia, which is a urine fetish. And then 
there's um one episode where James Woods makes a cameo appearance and he you know starts using curse words and it's bleeped out, but they deem that a bit too much. And I think there was one episode which, weirdly enough, is on Disney Plus, which involves <laughs> hear me out on this Homer getting high off medical cannabis, and that's pretty much the whole episode. Never aired on the on British television. I never saw it until like seven years ago. Well, don't, want, don't want Disney Plus right now or anything, but um, we were so behind the uh, we were so behind the Simpsons anyway because it didn't air in Britain and on the terrestrial TV in Britain until like the end of 1996. So, you know, I mean, by the time we got like in the ones that are post millennium, it was like, I mean, I'm, I wasn't watching TV much by that point anyway. Of course, another uh, TV, I mean, in terms of like uh, TV. Uh, TV series being at pre and post Watershed. Another one, good example, would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or just Buffy for short. Oh, yeah. I remember they used to show it back in the day on like lower times of the, on the hour. Same with Friends um, or Scrubs. Those were like these 12, sometimes even 15 programs that would air on daytime. I'm, I'm not wasn't entirely sure who this was marketed to. Um, in America, this is not really a big problem because most of these shows are usually aired as they were, TV 14. There's no sort of time restrictions on American television like there is in the UK. So sometimes you get some pretty well, shocking stuff on daytime television, like Family Guy. Ooh. Yeah, it's always, yeah, it's always a bit strange. They always, um, I'm watching Broken Arrow once on American TV. They did, of course, it was on like in the prime time, but yeah, they did just censor it to crap. Because I just knew I was going to cut off swearing in a uh, swearing because it was American TV. But I mean, uh, on the subject of Buffy, they'd have like one uh, one episode that was on or something like uh, half past six and everything. They'd air it again on Friday or Saturday or something like ten o'clock, and then I just watch both airings something. And sometimes sometimes there wouldn't be a lot changed, but other times there'd just be wow they cut. So much out. I mean, sometimes just a little bit of thing like there'll be a bit of swearing, or not too much swearing, just again, it's an American TV show aired by Fox. So it'd just be like piss or bastard or something. But um, as the uh, TV, especially as the uh, show started to, uh, started to go on in them, in various seasons, they started to push a boundary of what they could get away with, and they would just constantly up the amount of swearing and the amount of sex in it that um sometimes you would just watch like one episode that was like made for primetime tv and it was just absolutely butchered and you watch it again just later on that the weekend after well after the, the watershed it's like jesus Christ, it's like watching a totally different uh, it's like watching a totally different episode or everything it's just, the amount of stuff I just had to be just had to be removed. You wonder why they bothered showing it in the first place. I guess to try to appeal to that teen audience that was probably coming out after school because they probably felt like, oh, if you're watching it after 10, you probably shouldn't. You probably should be asleep, you know, before you go to school. <laughs> or maybe that was probably the logic. Um, but, well, you know. Buffy's well, target audience, but he was the teenage. Teenage years. I remember when I was at school. It was like the most popular 
TV show like all the time everyone was talking about. So I guess so. But again, if it was like on after, yeah, you wear it on the after watershed on on a weekend. Well, we're going to stay up that late to watch anyway, or we're just going to record it. <laughs> no, I kind of get what you mean. Well, a bit of a weird way about things, I suppose, um, with TV schedules and whatnot. I remember they even showed Jerry Springer on Living TV because we had Sky back in the day. And then prior to that, we had like NTL or cable and wireless. And they would show essentially a, sh- a reality TV show about broken people like Jeremy Kyle swearing. There was a lot of bleeps and people showing their breasts. They had to you know, blur that out, obviously. And that was on at like 11 a.m. in the day. And then we talked about King of the Hill, and there was an episode about foot fetishes, and that aired at like 2 in the day, and they didn't cut anything out, and that was a 12 on DVD. So I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> Even though by virtue, because I used to watch a lot of Sky Box Office, I would always see like the first clips of something. They always put parental blocks on 12 and 15 stuff after 8 or 9 o'clock. And I put the block on the 18 stuff after 10 o'clock. So, yeah. So, you know, if, if it was like a sort of show that was a 15, but would air like at 9 a.m. or 3 p.m. or something, I was always a little perplexed. I was always a bit cautious, especially my early years, about even going above it and watch it. Except when it came to a Family Guy, when it first started on air, because he's showing Sky One in the mornings. But they butchered a lot of it. No, none of the sexual innuendos and the violence was toned down. And then Ghost Whisperer, I saw it mainly because I liked Jennifer Love Hewitt. I had a bit of a... And they toned quite a bit of that down. Even though it was a 15, and it aired like a 2 p.m. on Living TV. Well, so- yeah, I mean... It's just, if it's not made for, like, primetime... From the airing, I mean, there's no point showing it because the kind of stuff you're going to freaking cut out is just going to re- reduce the uh, make them make it, well, it's just going to make it unwatchable. There's always kind of that's always mentioned like on the last uh, podcast when they completely balderized Robocop for um uh, for t- the TV, and of course, my brother just once said they might have just air it in prime time because there's nothing in it that would in the that would make it. That required to be uh, post watershed after they'd finished with it. No, you're, you're, you're probably right in that regards. Um, it goes back to a BBFC annual report that they did about Robocop, thinking that it was a PG film with an 18 level content. Um, well, they got the PG movie that they wanted with all the butchering that they did. So, uh, I guess they fulfilled uh, Furman and all the examiner's wishes by. You know, seeing it as a PG film with 18 level material that they trimmed down to make it PG level, if you think about it. Sorry, I'm off on a tangent, but you get what I mean. That's okay. Well, the first time I saw Die Hard was um, uh, when it was uh, recorded from, from ITV, and that was like just heavily, heavily censored. I don't know if I mentioned it the last time around. Uh, I think it was like they left two F, they didn't cut everything out, but left two F bombs in there, but the rest were just cut out. Uh, they didn't cut all the blood out, but again, just the vast majority of it. So when I watched it again another time, uncut on video, it was almost like I was watching a totally different film because it's just, I just realized 
oh my god there's so much in like blood splatters and impact shots and just almost like countless other versions other amounts of swearing i mean from the on the tv version they even cut out the bit where he says yippee kaye motherfucker to replace it to yippee kaye kimasabi it's like okay that's kind of destroying john mcclain's entire character but you know um fair enough if you, i guess censor's got a censor I guess they so indeed. Um, yeah, very weird policies, um, especially when they get like the TV or airplane cuts. Because when you sometimes go on a flight, like on Virgin Atlantic or uh, BA or American Air, they would put the same sort of TV cuts for in-flight entertainment. That I'm perfectly okay with because you're showing it in a public setting. Why would you want to watch Fifty Shades of Grey next to? a seven-year-old who's flying with his parents to go on holiday to Miami. The only time that really works is when you're on a, on board a flight. It does not work when you watch it in private settings. Um, but at the same time, they would slip in stuff that I, I wonder, what? I think um, on public access television in America, called PBS, it's like the BBC, Except you don't have to owe a TV license, thankfully. I hate the TV license. They even showed a disturbing rape scene from a costume drama called Forsyth Tharga. And I had Damien Lewis, and I was like, w w you can't show the swearing or the nudity, but you can show rape? That, okay, I just thought they, they took this too far. And the Jamie Dornan show, The Fall, which he did before Fifty Shades of Grey, they aired that, and they put in all the graphic sexual dialogue about his fetishes and killing women and painting their nails and murder scenes and references to rape but they took out all the f words and blurred out the boobs i was i was really angered by the the, the censorship and the contradictory nature because in my opinion i think rape scenes and discussions about murder and sexual violence are more problematic than any f bomb could ever be Oh, far, far more, far more. I was, uh, I think that, I, I think that just goes without saying everything, or at least it should go without saying. I mean, it sounds like what you've just described to me sounds like, I don't know, in Britain, we could take me a, as a puritanical bent and everything, but I do think America, it does seem to be, uh, it does seem to be greater. And by what you've just described to me, seems to be just rare, just seem to encapsulate that. Because, uh, you know, we have a tendency in the UK to be very strict on um, sexual violence as far as films is concerned. It's the, one of the few issues I'm aware of that can still get a film banned or censored. Not even violence can do that. So I, I do take that. And it's also one of the few issues that can still disturb me or put me off a show. I, I'm not. Don't make me talk about Elf and Lead. Don't make me talk about it. So you I, get. I'm not going to make you talk about. It. I don't. I still remember what you both told me about. It. Oh, oh, that's just sounded so wrong. I mean, I'm certainly not going to certainly not going to watch that show after what you described to me. So um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is something fucked up about sexual violence or and rape. And so it's surprising. I mean, I think it's like um the case of irreversible. They had a long protracted rape scene that they've. Uh, they passed it uh, completely uncut. Obviously, the um, the film does go a bit. Uh, from what I've here shows it more from a 
point of view of a victim that uh, shows more the psychological traumatic elements of uh, of rape. But then they also sort of think because, again, as I brought up earlier, it was a uh, an artsy subtitled European film, which won't, which probably won't apply to the uh, sorry, apply appeal to the quote unquote plebs as they probably thinking. So they didn't feel any sniffing was needed. Nope, you're absolutely right. Um, Furman was definitely known for using these types of practices. And to see even Robin Duval or Quentin Thomas, who I think was back in the day, implement those same measures, it, it, it reeks of classism at best. It's like um, Hollywood producers flagging um, movies that would depict gay relationships or you know romance between a white woman and a black man because they would think it would upset the uh, middle America viewers who live in Peoria or Ohio or Florida. They would have an tizzy over it and it would only appeal to New Yorkers and those fucking California goddamn liberal son of bitches. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I was quite an accident right there, but um, yeah, you can always just hear the, um, again, there's always a level of elitism and snobbery in the, uh, what's it in, in the censorship. I mean, uh, what do I want to say? Oh, yeah. When, um, um, when Furman banned, I know this is, again, getting off topic of TV, but when he banned uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he said he wouldn't want a, um, a factory worker in Manchester watching it. It's like, yeah, that's son of a bitch for saying that. Oh, well, that's all very obvious what he's implying, that us lower class working or even middle class people can't handle a bit of violence. Yeah, that, that, that screams classist discrimination. It might have to be filed according to the uh, Mets report of discrimination that they passed through in 2018 on the, um, I don't know, who, the Lamry Inquiry? I'm not so sure, but yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, it was a different time then. It was the 80s, and uh, classism was rife. You, you know, even. because I'm not from the 80s, I'm from the 90s, and a lot of that sort of closure of factories and stuff, and the snobby of the Tory elite, that, that, was, that was a big thing back then, but well, that's getting a well, political conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um, uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, they always, like, um, give some sort of, they always try to give some sort of a rationale behind what they're doing at me, but, uh, again, just, um, just a bunch, bunch of snobbery. I mean, they, they tend to think, okay, well, the uh, grown-ups will be treated, the uh, upper class can all be treated like grown-ups and everything, but, oh, no, the lower classes, they have to be treated like children. But, yeah, uh, yeah so I, I find it offensive. Um, I mean... Yeah, same here. Yeah, I find it offensive. You don't even have to be left-wing like us. You can even be a Tory or UKIP supporter and still think, that ain't right! <laughs> Anyways, um... Well, they always claim to be against elites, those UKIP types, anyway. So, where's our outrage about this? Well, many of them are former uh, ex Tories who voted for Thatcher because she was nationalistic enough and she would sort out um, the whole Falklands thing or sort out them um, gay people or blacks and whatnot out. Let them know their place, right? I'm from Essex. Their child calls bother, you know, right? I don't want to be taught in my schools, in it. I should know. I, I grew up in Tory areas like Essex and 
Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire and obviously oh, Kent, well, and it's yeah, full of them. No, I'm from Gloucestershire. That's very much uh, that's very much of a right wing era. Um, again, getting off topic. Don't we? But yeah, um, actually, I'll reel it back in just for everyone out there. Um, I, I will say, if you are interested in answering one of these two questions, um, what your uh, experience with advertising? I know it's not BBFC related, but it is because a lot of cinema adverts they used to also used to air on television, and something about them, like the ads for Fink or NSPCC that would air on telly, were always so disturbing. Even airing up before Watershed or like charity appeal ads. What was your experience with them? And because they got a lot of complaints from Ofcom or ITC for disturbing the audience a lot. Well, I've seen well as um and um, well the NSPCC ones I thought I remember or they was any sort of anti-violence against uh, children always used to unnerved me a little bit but then again i suppose that's by design they're meant to sort of like uh pull it up ushers and everything i don't know if i ever mentioned um any of these uh, sort of public safety uh adverts used to watch growing up like stranger danger where they always say no don't go or um some other another one about uh telling people not to telling kids not to walk onto power lines and power plants and everything Children, don't take your chance for electricity. Or that one with the uh, man dressed like the Grim Reaper watching people being drowned in the water saying, I'll be back. Yeah, those are definitely a product of its time. But, um, you know, the reason why, uh, you know, often I ask because a lot of these ads in question, BBFC-wise, would always be rated 15, sometimes 18, even though they were no stronger than a PG or... 15 type of work but they would often receive quite high classifications and then just in recent years since so far when they start allowing more ads to get pgs and 12a's money over 12a and anytime i would be at the cinema and i'll see all these ads and stuff um for like road safety i would always feel like oh shit oh shit uh, i'm gonna have a nightmare I, I was always expecting the worst even the ads that were 12a or pg Sometimes even 15 that weren't about road safety would sometimes irk me because I knew something was a little bit off about them. Even on television, you know, when you're in alone in a dark room late at night, probably watching something you probably shouldn't have been watching, like um, uh, Brass Eye or Jam or Elfin Lead, but that's another story. You would feel a bit at edge. Or something I recorded off Channel 5 on a Friday night, which I did quite a lot. Oh, exactly. And, um, you know, they probably had some pretty uh, wild stuff. I remember there used to be ads for uh, safe sex or contraception. I certainly knew what it was. But there was one particular ad that was a little unsettling and that made me creep me out, even when I was watching it alone in the dark. And I was hearing weird noises and music. And it sounded a bit weird. It was for warning about gonorrhea and syphilis. And it shone like uh, text on people's clothes or a belt saying syphilis gonorrhea hiv and the voiceover was uh, unsettling and creepy I, I didn't know quite what to make of it they used to air it on mtv a lot in the day <clears throat> oh i didn't really have like, access to mtv at home and everything we didn't have um uh we didn't have satellite tv or cable tv which it would have which it would have been on we did get digital tv late, later on but uh 
had some sort of TV channels, or not um, sorry, music TV channels, but not actually MTV itself. But no, I'm not familiar with that particular um, uh, uh, public safety advert. I mean, another one I remember was always a don't play of matches and everything. As for actual um, age ratings and adverts, I remember when I was um, uh, at T, uh, in the early 2000s, I saw a Crime Stoppers advert and um, it came in two versions, a U-rated one and an 18-rated one. The only difference I remember was that the 18-rated one had word fucking in it. It's like, well, how the hell did that make it an 18? The 15, I could probably understand, but... Oh, well, I know um, which one you're talking about, because I wasn't old enough to see Kill Bill when it came out, but my father told me all about it, saying, oh, you got to have seen this ad. It was 18, and they say the F word, and it was like, well, you could say that in a 12A. What's the big deal? But I guess yeah. because if ads or trailers come in un unbidden context, no one's aware exactly when it will be coming. I guess that's the rationale for why the ratings are so higher for ads and trailers than they are for actual movies. But I get what you mean. Like that that's a that's a 15 ad. Um I, I don't think yeah, I know. you could yeah, an 18 ad to me would be like that uh, one where you see Hitler fucking someone and it's warning about AIDS, or uh, one where people were exploding to death to warn about climate change. But uh, yeah, uh, anyone who asks, um, the most disturbing TV ad I ever saw, cinema ad, is probably the one for the Department of Transport think, which involves a young woman being smashed by a car invisibly in a pub. And it has Mark Strong's voice saying, Taste what you might think to become a drink driver. 12A. Yeah, nightmare yeah, fuel. They always would yeah. play, actually played it weirdly enough on a reel for National Treasure. I was at Easy Cinema back in the day, and it was, you know, National Treasure's PG, but they played a 12A ad, which I didn't quite understand. And something about that was unusual. Yeah, that doesn't make a, a lot of sense. I mean, you go to a cinema, they shouldn't be a show. I don't think they can show any sort of ad or trailer that was actually um, rated um, rated any higher than the uh, film that you're watching, but oh, that's my little there. Exactly. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, a lot of those drink driving, drink driving ads, they can be quite, they can be quite sobering. I don't think they ever actually sort of um, upset, you know, unnerved me or anything, but um, yeah, they can, yeah, but you say they can really, uh, can unsettle you, but again, it's by design. It's the whole point is to make you think and make you not want to go and do the thing that they're trying to tell you not to do. Exactly. I think those, in my opinion, call me weird, they make better horror films than the horror films themselves that are being shown before the film. Why the hell would I want to see Conjuring or Exorcist or um, uh, the, the It? When I can watch a road safety ad from Fink or Department for Transport or NSPCC and get my, my, my fear or my nightmares from that, do they still put ratings on ads anymore or is it only just for trailers? Well, at a, at a, at a cinema. Yeah. I don't think they actually put the ratings on, show ratings for the trailers either. They just simply say that the following trailers have been rated appropriately to be feature film or something like that. I can't remember exact sentences. Let me say, yeah, the um, 
Because Cineworld used to do the following trailers were rated appropriate for the feature that we're about to watch. Please turn off yeah, your phone. Thank you. Oh yeah, they do that. Yeah, but it's showing actual age rating for the actual um for the actual uh trailers themselves. It's all for the ads. I mean, you yourself. Why would you need to if um, the film you're seeing has got a certain rating? That's all. That's all you need, really. Yeah, I I personally think that's uh I'm nostalgic for when they used to put the uh, certificates on the ads and trailers like PG ad or U trailer for a twelve film. They should bring that back again. That was pretty awesome. Um, I, I don't like going to the cinema nowadays because they they got rid of all that. I was just curious if they brought it back since the pandemic, but I guess no. Just, they, they, no hang on, I'm just having another think. You think may, maybe have they there are some occasional ones? I mean, if it's a video game, they'll say what Peggy rating it is. So I mean, there's Vicry. Uh, just trying to remember if I see um a age BBC age rating on any of the any of the uh, ads, ads or trailers. Well, I'm like, sir, how do you know? Because any sort of ones I remember are already shown the old um, uh, the, the old logos, not these new ones post uh, end of 2019. Okay, I get what you mean. Um, well, I was just curious about that. That, that was all. No, I, didn't, no, I wish no, I had no. a time travel map to go back to 2005. That was a great year for cinema going, but... Um, Unfortunately, when it was in 05, I couldn't see 18 films, so I kind of missed out. Unlike you, you, you got to see some pretty uh, heavy titles then, but uh, that's another what story. <laughs> Sorry, what films came out in 05? I don't remember seeing any 18 rated ones, because the previous two years I saw both Kill Bills, and I saw Freddy vs. Jason. Um, yeah, I think it was a... That is, in terms of 18 rates, I don't think I ever saw, saw one in 2005. Well, no need to worry too much because um, I was just uh, out of curiosity. But um, I'm afraid we're probably going to have to end this one for the rest of the day. But it's been very nice having yeah. you, uh, Mr. Bavister, talking about TV and ads and more hysterias. If you're watching Naked Attraction, please go ahead and watch this podcast as well. You'll certainly know why uh, we are shocked as you are about why Channel 4 is such a piece of pornography. And it's the best channel in the UK, just in case anyone asks. Yeah, I suppose. Is it? I suppose it is and everything. I do like watching the BBC because there's no adverts, but uh, yeah. Well, Channel 4 is a bit edgy. It's a bit dodgy at best. Um, I prefer even over Netflix. Netflix, you can get away with even murder. They even show love. Gaspar Noe's movie and Nymphomaniac. They're pornographic and they get to air on Netflix. How about that? <laughs> yeah, how about that, indeed? All right, well, then. Well, it was definitely nice speaking to you again. Uh, but yes. All right, then. Um, well, I'll speak to you next time. I don't know when I'll be doing the next podcast due to uh, a lot of business, but um, right. you take care now over in Cambria, Wales. And until then, Hopuru Otara. Yes, uh, I'll just say au revoir and cordial month. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Take care now.